Namaste. We are with Gautam ji once again for our next podcast and today we are going to do a very interesting topic uh, which is the law of attraction and true surrender to Sai Baba. So Gautam the other day uh, I had this I don't know it was quite strange. I had this feeling that uh, we should cover this topic. I was thinking about it in the morning and that very evening I get an email from a devotee asking this very question saying that i practice uh, the law of attraction mm-hmm. and i'm very committed to baba but internally i feel a conflict and i wonder if i'm being true to baba or you know could you shed some light on this and then i said okay you know what we definitely should cover this because it was no coincidence to have the thought before that email come right and uh, so gotham i wondered if you could shed some light on these two uh, teachings because in one way they are contrary to each other right so if you we would like your insights on this nick uh, firstly thank you for having me back on this program and uh, regarding the law of attraction and uh, the path of surrender to baba it is indeed an interesting topic I must admit I am not an expert on this uh, the law of attraction I have read about it here and there but I do understand the principle behind it and so yes it is a worthy of exploration hmm. so to begin with I would like to say that this law of attraction is an ancient science it is basically the science of vibration and even the mahavakyas in our scriptures the great sentences the great statements like i am that aham brahmasmi tatvamasi etc these are actually affirmations i am that means i am not the limited body with a name but that consciousness so this is a very solid foundation of the principle now Let's take a very simple example. One's mind and thoughts throughout the day could either be revolving around wealth or poverty. These are the two polaric opposites in duality. Yes. Right. Now, wealth. I do not mean just money. I don't mean just coins and currency notes. One could live a wealthy life. feeling richness and abundance all the time not feeling lack you see we human beings tend to focus on what we don't have but if we shifted our focus to what we have our vibration would be a wealthy one so again it is a perfect science in that sense whereas if we focus on lack oh i don't have enough that is called poverty consciousness and the law of vibration is like attracts like correct so if you are vibrating with poverty consciousness uh, it's not going to help you you see whereas if you are grateful to god for what you have got and you are vibrating with wealth consciousness then you will exude that quality yourself that vibration so now having said that Let's come to the law of attraction as one generally understands it. Now, this says that perhaps one has a material desire. Let's say you want that car which you've been admiring, 
you want the perfect house and so you visualize it you act as if it's already in your position as if you are living in your dream house driving your dream car and so on and so forth yes again it is a science there's nothing wrong with it you see because we don't want the audience to think that we are not in favor of the law of attraction what tends to happen two things one is we lose sight of the present moment because we live in an imaginary future you see so if someone is really making too much effort too much doership what will happen is they will always be living in their minds hmm. with these visuals which they are being asked to uh, conjure the present moment is lost two if you do not get what you wanted there is bound to be frustration so these are what can sidetrack one's journey you see now when we come to surrender to baba this really does not need an explanation but when we see them together what does it mean when we see the law of attraction and surrendering baba if i am a devotee of baba for example how do i deal with this paradox it's quite simple if you are enjoying practicing the affirmations the visualizations of the law of attraction by all means go ahead correct if you are struggling to if it is a chore if it's something you don't look forward to then you have to consider dropping it it's as simple as that now if you are enjoying it is it creating suffering for yourself or others that is the next criteria am i really suffering am i questioning all the time is this really not suiting my temperament you have to ask yourself these questions you have to be honest with yourself as long as something is enjoyed as a practice so be it but knowing that the results are not in your control yes. as krishna has said in the gita put in all the effort you may but no that the results are not in your control you see if you have that understanding then i would encourage everyone who's following a law of attraction to go ahead but invariably one senses frustration so this is a caution to this you know where, where there's frustration where there's anticipation there's anxiety is your life becoming more anxious because of this chances are it is you know this actually takes me to something i would want to probe in one aspect of the law of attraction many people in their life would have experienced something that they've had a wish it gets fulfilled mm-hmm. but at some point i think even you have said this before that that wish you know itself then becomes the cause of misery for example if they want a particular relationship and it you know flowers exactly so it takes me to one question that i see that in the law of attraction the assumption is made by the person practicing it that they know what is best for them in that moment correct whereas on the path of baba when you surrender your ego your wishes to baba saying baba you know what is best for me 
now here is where it becomes a bit conflicting from the way i see it that you know if one is very committed to baba and especially say they've been following the channel and seeing devotees like i and the more sort of advanced devotees yes now if one gets more into baba's satcharit you know they are more involved with devotion here is where it could become slightly conflicting till you know they make the transition yeah. to okay you know we are only at baba's feet and no matter what happens it doesn't matter what what is needed for us baba will give so gautam could you talk of that aspect of transition well uh, nick that is true after all as nisargata maharaj said that what comes unasked is what is meant for you yes you see uh, because that comes from the universe without you operating your small will so you see that is a high degree of surrender now the question is it's also a matter of age when one is young then one has these desires one wants things let's say if someone hearing this podcast is 50 plus they've already been through a large part of that process that you know a lot of needs have not been met wishes didn't come true and therefore surrender is easier so this is more so for those who are younger who are having goals ambitions etc so a large part of this if not all is predestined that is why they say surrender to the source surrender to baba if you can live that that is the best but if you do want to exert effort and you find the law of attraction attractive then make no mistake do it if you feel like doing it but now knowing all these factors that we have just spoken about you see i'll tell you now sometimes it is also important because i may have surrendered to baba but the thought processes in my mind may be very life negative yes so an affirmation is needed to correct that just a simple one let's just take it for the sake of discussing i am peaceful okay that's it let's say that is the affirmation now if someone with an agitated temperament and mindset starts reciting this affirmation internally i am peaceful i am peaceful peace 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 that vibration is bound to have an effect yes because the opposite data has been playing along all these years in their mind affirmations are part of the law of attraction so in that sense they are beautiful tools you see what but we tend to do rather than look at this science from these benefits we hook on material benefits to them most of us do that material means even a relationship relationships wealth etc etc that is i think uh you know when it goes in that direction they are correct. pitfalls correct so basically if it is seen from this aspect that you see the affirmations then and you know uh, like birds of a feather flock together exactly. those vibrations then it is healthy and fine yes and when it goes into trying to steer life by how you feel it is best for you then it is an area which inevitably i think everyone will realize its limitations yes so uh, you know and of course you may be one of the chosen few where you practice the law of attraction and you have tremendous results 
and if it comes easily that means it was meant to it was destined to what we are discussing here is to ensure the person does not suffer while they are performing this uh, practice that is our intent our intent is just to point out the pitfalls and the dark areas to look at i will give you one example this is going back i think 15 years ago mhm i met a doctor from australia and he had a cancer patient now and the, it was quite severe the cancer and the patient enrolled for one of the courses which were based on this theme hmm and it did not improve his condition so he was very distraught so he went back to them the center which was teaching this and said that what do i do now because you know my end is nearing and they told him that you didn't put your heart and soul into it that's why you haven't improved now this patient told the doctor the doctor whom i met from australia he told the doctor that if i don't put my heart and soul into it because my life depends on it then who will put their heart and soul into it true true so what happened is the poor fellow died with additional guilt correct that guilt that you were not good enough you didn't put your heart and soul into it therefore you did not get the outcome you desired you see and so this doctor was telling me this that as it is my patient was having a rough journey at the end and then he got got saddled with this guilt which made it even rougher that aspect has to be very one has to be very aware and cautious yes. of this limitation so if one yeah if especially if someone young is practicing it yes. to just practice this aspect with caution you know i had read a lovely book i think it's more than 100 years old called the dynamic laws of prosperity yes it had such simple tools which are actually only common sense they would fall under the law of attraction bracket for example uh the author i've forgotten her name hmm. says that if someone owes you money think of them as being prosperous don't think negatively oh this person owes me money he's not paying he's this he's that and you know criticizing blaming and condemning no Correct. think of them prosperously that yes there must be a reason i don't know what the reason is but think have prosperous thoughts and you will get that money correct now this approach makes so much sense to me you see because it's a science you know we tend to always judge and condemn and here it is saying exactly the opposite if you want prosperity which means in this case wanting your money which is owed to you think prosperous thoughts simple correct so like i said this book is more than 100 years old there are ancient texts there are ancient sciences which give very pragmatic advice you see i'll tell you just uh, i recall reading something else i don't know if it was from this book or in another book but it made so much sense it said that whatever you see visually yes even that if you want prosperity you should see prosperous visuals you should see abundant visuals you uh, visuals could be not just fancy neighborhoods you could see beautiful green fields and valleys full of flowers that is the abundance of nature because all that gets imprinted in the consciousness 
True. So, like I say, it is a very true science, a simple science. But in this materialistic era we live in, it has attached itself to objects and relationships that the me wants because it only feels complete when it has those things. Gautam, coming to Baba here, Baba had said, I will give you what you want till you want what I want to give you. So I'm seeing it as Baba will give you what you want is also in a way the law of attraction where he will fulfill your desires. Yes. But ultimately even Baba is saying that I will give you that till you want what I want to give you. So indirectly he's already said it himself that in the beginning it is okay. You will ask for things, I will grant it. Right. But ultimately that stage has to be transcended. So I think that is a big pointer as well for people practicing the law of attraction. Very true. That this is some commonality between that practice and Baba's teaching here itself. And Baba in his own words has said that, you know, that aspect of wanting has to be transcended because then comes surrender where you go as per Baba scripts your journey. Yes, there are two points here, Nick. One is that I will give you what you want. I can read it at another level. Hmm. I may not know myself what I want. I may think I want something. But my soul call, you could say, or my inner wanting is something else. True. Now, when Baba says, I will give you what you want, I think he is addressing the want as he knows. Yes, yes. We may still think in terms of our desires. I was saying it only in perspective to find that commonality with the law of attraction True. because see, typically when someone practices it they have certain desires that they wish to have fulfilled sure and baba is known to fulfill the devotee's desire i mean he always does right uh maybe not as you said not like oh i want this and baba will magically do it right but he is known to you know be very kind and you know the miracles or many of these aspects so i just found that as a commonality for someone very much into the law of attraction yes that is true because he has said that but more importantly which is the second point i wanted to raise that it's actually a very tricky statement he has made because with that statement you feel that i'd rather want what Baba wants to give me than want something. You know, what I mean is that wanting itself drops away. Exactly. On its exactly. own. So he's really tricked us into this sentence <laughs> because, yes. I mean, look, it's logical common sense compared to what I want and what Baba wants to give me, which will I take? Naturally, he's giving me, absolutely. But, so, you know, this I do feel that if people practicing that path, yeah. you know, actually just contemplate on this, there itself, there's some pointer hidden. Yes, it's actually a, a very deep statement. I think it can be read at multiple levels, as can the Satcharita be read at various levels. Yes. So, yes, I think the audience should ponder over this statement specifically and also look at especially for those who are practicing the law of attraction for those who aren't maybe i don't know how relevant this conversation is but for those who are they can consider all these aspects we have covered yes. and then see how they feel like carrying on and in what direction they want to take on whatever they are practicing 
you know, in that email that uh, we had exchanged with that devotee, I told her, I said, just one practice I would recommend. And I said, just contemplate on one thing that if you look back at all the things you've had in your life, whether like if you've had that consciously as a desire or you were just happy to have had it and you give it some time, either you've realized that the joy that gives you is temporal or that joy turns into pain. Yeah. And if you contemplate this enough, then you will really ripen to wanting what Baba wants to give you. Very true. So it becomes that transition. So I felt that could become like a pointer to reflect on and uh, it could be that common ground. So someone practicing the law of attraction shouldn't feel alienated from Baba's teaching or feel any guilt, as you said. Yes. But I did feel that could be the bridge. But you see also this, the last thing I would like to state on desires, like you so rightly said, you know, when one has seen enough in one's life, that many desires have not been fulfilled, some have, one realizes that this is not going to give true happiness. Correct. Now, as Ramesh ji would say, a desire can arise even in a sage. Yes. But the sage understands that whether or not the desire is fulfilled is God's will. Yes. Secondly, when the desire arises in the sage, the sage merely witnesses the desire arising and sees the course it will take. What happens is we run after the desire to the detriment of others and ourselves. We start pursuing it, wanting more of it. Yes. And that is why he would say, you can't kill desires by suppressing them or by fulfilling them all the time. But witnessing them is the remedy for the desire. And Gautam, just before we end, earlier you had talked of the power of affirmations. It reminded me at the time of something Ramakrishna Dev was emphatic about. Mm -hmm. He said, see, if you repeat to yourself, I am free, I am free, you will actually become free. And if you say, I am a sinner, I am a sinner, you will become a sinner. So he was very, very emphatic about this. Exactly. And that is exactly the same thing, you know, you mentioned. So... You know, when he himself had said this, it's something to be very cautious of uh, one's inner dialogue. Very important. From, yeah, from this aspect, all our thoughts in any way are affirmations. Completely. So, it is nice to have ones that are conducive on the journey. Yes, exactly. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, Gautam. Okay, Nick. Thank you so much for your time. My and, pleasure. Uh, we hope we can have more such sessions with you. Yes, absolutely. Wonderful, Gautam. Thank you. Take care. All the best. Bye. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye.